Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hey everybody, welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. That beep means that we are off and running. It is time to go. I'm Matt. I'm Dory. Hi, thanks everybody. A lot of uh, a lot of people have opinions about lullabies and they have shared most of them. Yeah, thank you. Um, I put them all into a Spotify playlist that I will link to in the show notes. Dory loves a Spotify playlist. I do love a Spotify playlist. It's true. Not a Spotify person myself. I know. Um, that's that's okay. We don't have to agree on everything. I, we agree on very little. That's true. <laughs> we, Including we should agree on something. Spotify. <laughs> um. Also, here oh, I'm going to play some voicemails about lullabies later in the show, but I just wanted to make that clear from the top of the show. Um. Here's another exciting thing that we're doing, honey. Mm. Go ahead. I'm excited. Okay. We are doing a contest with Fertility IQ. 
That's right, everybody. We're going to make a contest out of your life struggles. Here we go. What? What's with your negative attitude? She's calling myself a negative attitude. All morning she's been saying I've had a ma- negative attitude. He's been, he's been moping around. Moping? Like a mopey moper I have been busy, and then I fell asleep on my desk while I was waiting for the voicemails I to be I made you pancakes? To. You made pancakes. I made them for you? Uh-huh. <laughs> Honey, I said thank you for the pancakes. I know. It's like getting a thank, thank you. Thank you, America's Test Getting kitchen. a thank you from you is like, you know, it's like pulling teeth around here. Uh-huh. I was walking the dog. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I got up at six. Uh-huh. Because I went to bed at nine. <laughs> you actually got into bed at eight. Uh, I probably sleep by 8.30. Easily. You woke up briefly when I came in the room Oh, I asked for my you pillow. Didn't have your pillow, and I couldn't find it. And then I was hoping that you had found it at I some did point. And find it. There, I got it. Yeah, and I s- slept like a rock. I got up at two. I looked at my watch; it was like two. And then I looked at my watch; it was like three. And then the next time I looked at my watch, it was six. And I was like, "Okay, I can start the day." Hmm. So I had a lot to do. I had to edit. Uh, you know, I had to slap together and ask Frakes for the uh, TNC podcast and get that over to him. Is that going up tonight? Look, I give Frakes a final cut on everything, so. He's Frakes. He He's a hell of a it. director, so I sent it over. Because it's funny, because we're very, we're very friendly, so a lot of the in-between stuff is personal anecdotes and banter <laughs> and bullshit about people that we shouldn't be saying publicly. <laughs> so we got to cut some of that stuff, and there you go. Anyway. Anyway, we're doing a contest. We are teaming up with Fertility IQ, which is a great website where you can review your clinic and your doctor. And you can also look up reviews of clinics and doctors. Um, And we are giving away a $5,000 fertility grant to someone who has reviewed their doctor on Fertility IQ. And we're hoping that it helps you or someone you love. We will randomly we will randomly select one person's review and grant the author five thousand dollars to put towards treatment. If you can't use it yourself, you have the ability to gift it to a friend who could. If you haven't yet written an assessment of your doctor but want to be eligible, click on the link in the show notes. The URL is fertilityiq.com/survey-intro. And if you review multiple primary doctors, you'll have multiple entries. Complete and submit your review by the end of the day on February 24th. Very quick turnaround here, guys. So that is this Sunday. Get on it. You have have essentially six days to get this done. Yeah. And they're going to count any review submitted in this time period as part of the contest. But there's also a place on the survey to say who referred you. And if you put excellent adventure, then we will definitely know that it was you. Fantastic. Um, Also, when you write your review, remember people are relying on it to make a major decision. So details are important. The more you can share, the more helpful it will be. Um, There's also two ways to benefit. If, if we pick your assessment, you can use or gift the $5,000 treatment dollar. You can use or gift the 5,000 treatment dollars. If you spread the word to the person who wins, you'll get $250. Use it for whatever purpose you choose. Treatment, a staycation, it's up to you. So sharing this opportunity with your friends and community is super beneficial too. So 
we are excited to contact a winner on February 25th. Good luck. Uh, every little bit helps. So if you know someone going through this, maybe you're one of those listeners who like has a friend who is going through IVF and you're listening to this. So you figure out how to talk to them. This is a yeah. great way to uh, maybe go, hey, guess what? Try this contest. Yeah. <laughs> Good way to sell it. I don't know. <laughs> I, I was trying to figure out how to word that better, but I didn't quite land it. So you know what I mean, guys. A lot of that stuff's not covered by insurance. So yeah. at least get it. You have a better chance of writing a review of a doctor for Fertility IQ and being chosen to get some money off than you do for um, writing into your insurance company and getting them to just give you money towards it. (laughs) Very true. It is time better spent. There you go. Um, Speaking of reviews, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Applepodcast.net. What? Not the website. Don't, don't try. We very much appreciate it. Um, you can also join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash excellent adventure. There's also a pregnancy and children spinoff um, where you can discuss all things pregnancy and children after infertility. Um, our website is excellentadventure.com. Our Patreon is patreon.com slash excellentadventure. You'll get up to two bonus episodes per month where we play all kinds of music. Our Twitter is at ExcellentPod, and our emails are Dory and Matt at Gmail or Matt and Dory at Gmail. They both go to the same place. That's true. And our phone number is 413-461-BABY. Bing bong, ding dong. What? <laughs> okay. Um, do you remember a month and a half or so ago, we got an email from someone who had found out her baby... Um, had multiple genetic defects Including in the womb. No. Oh, damn. I remember a different one, but I think I'm remembering. This was a, was it uh, esophageal? I think that was this one. Yes, yeah. that I do remember. Yeah. So we got an update from Lucy. Let's hear it. Um, she says, I know Matt had asked about letting you know how things were going, but I've had so many appointments. I'm barely just getting around to emailing back. We should, honestly, letting us know should be like 9,000th on your list. So totally get it. Um, but she says, thank you to everyone that responded to my signal. I took your advice, joined some Facebook groups, and I've really been able to educate myself on the challenges that come with a medically fragile child. It was a comfort to meet other parents, some of them local, that have been in my situation. Since then, a lot has gone down with this crazy pregnancy. Mm. Unfortunately... We were looking at two corrective surgeries soon after delivery, and I had an appointment scheduled next week with the surgery team. However, my water broke on February 11th at 26 weeks. Oh, my goodness. So now I've been admitted to Stanford slash LPCH. Things just get crazier and crazier. Baby is now stable, and thanks to 24-7 IV fluids, and my amniotic fluid level is almost normal. Plus, I'm not having contractions, so things look great in that regard. Okay, so baby is still inside of her. Wow. Despite all the drama, I must stay positive. Look on the bright side. We have an awesome team getting ready for the baby a lot earlier than expected. But hey, what can you do, really? Also about this week's podcast, Matt, I've been singing Blackbird and Here Comes the Sun to our baby boy since he was about 12 weeks. He also really bumps along to Doris Day's Dream a Little Dream of Me, Frank Sinatra's Moon River, and Elton John's Benny and the Jets. But his favorite is the Eurythmics, There Must Be an Angel. (laughs) Oh, all right. Thank you again for everything. I'm on the lookout for new podcasts to fill my long wait for baby. So any suggestions are welcome. Uh, you know, again, I suggest, um, although maybe not good for 
pregnant ladies. I was gonna suggest the America's Test Kitchen uh, proof podcast, but like if it's like all of a sudden they're talking about a food you that makes you nauseous, then. Well, I think she's she's probably past the nauseous. Well, then I would I would say proof America's Test Kitchen. I gotta start listening to that. It sounds really good. Look, if anyone out there also can recommend to me a good guitar podcast besides the one I listens, the one I listens to, <laughs> please do. <laughs> Here's my rundown of what I listen to: Fred Files podcast with Eric Da. Great, uh, great, great podcast. And Melissa, his wife, who makes straps. I have two straps and three guitars made by both of those human beings, and they're all fantastic things. Um, Fredboard Journal podcast, Luthier Unluthier, uh, The Truth About Vintage Amps. Those three are under the Fredboard Journal uh, umbrella. And I've tried to get into No Guitar is Safe, and uh, what else have I tried to get into? Chris and Rick talk guitars, which is a new podcast, which I'm into. It's only 30 minutes long, though, which, you know, if you ask me, it should be longer. Um, anyway, so if you're out there, I know we do have two crossover listeners of Fret Files. <laughs> we do. And <laughs> Excellent Adventure. So if you found other stuff out there, let me know. You love a long podcast. Uh, well, I like something that gets me to work. Mm. So I'll need like a, I need at least 40 minutes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then, like on a Friday, I need something that gets me home. I need like an hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, Unless you work till one a.m., then you're home faster. Yeah, it was seven sixteen minutes. I got home. Wow. Uh, what was the arrhythmic song she plays? There must be an angel. Oh sure. I don't know if I know that one. So, guess what, everybody? We'll play it. Oh, I love a music video preamble. Oh, yeah. I don't know that I've ever seen Annie Lennox with long hair. But I think I just fell in love. Where is Annie Lennox from? Like where in... Like is she English? Is she American? She's is she English. Canadian? She's English, but I don't know where. All right. That's not up to you. Don't worry about it, honey. You don't have to figure that out. Oh, my God. Keep your... Oh, she's well, Scottish. There you go. She's Scottish. She's from Aberdeen, Scotland. Oh, Aberdeen. Sounds nice. Let's go to Aberdeen. <sighs> Can we go to Aberdeen? Sure. Yes. Okay. Um, all right. Hang on. Um. I just want to see how she hits it live. She nails it. She's very talented. I wonder what their uh, this is from uh, what year was this 2015 uh, do they still perform together or does Annie just go solo they, they probably still do occasional tours uh, anyway that's enough about the Eurythmics <laughs> see what happens guys uh, 
This is our life. I, you know, it's been a long, uh, I was very tired this week. I did a lot yesterday and have a lot to do today. And I am, uh, my brain is, yesterday was at 40%. I think today it's like up to 65% because I slept. Mm. We'll see. Hopefully get it back up to 100 tomorrow and then okay. spend the week slowly whittling it to nothing mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. reboot again. Okay. Long days. I did not expect to be so long at work this week. But I was. Alas. The latest, I think it was the latest. I've never left the Sony lot at, after 2 a.m. before. That is very late. Yeah. But I did it. And here I am. Ready to talk about the Eurythmics. All right. Welcome to Eurythmic Adventure. I'm Matt. I'm Annie. No, you're Dory. We talk about Annie. Oh. Anyway, go ahead, honey. Okay. Um, Katie wrote in to say that Lamaze does still exist. Oh, good. Thank you. She says, I took a Lamaze class before the birth of my first baby when we wanted to use a birthing center in New York. Mm-hmm. We didn't get to use the birthing center because she required a scheduled C-section for breech presentation. However, with my second, I labored for a long time without pain meds and the Lamaze breathing techniques really do work. They do not take away the pain completely, but do lessen it to a great degree to make everything bearable. Um, she also is a big fan of the Goldbergs. Oh, that's good. And... She watched the Valentine's Day episode written by Matt Myra. True story. And she says, uh, read the Goldbergs. When my husband and I were first dating, we spent one Valentine's Day making pizza at his parents' house. Oh, my God. And his dad did spend the entire time correcting us and telling us all the things we were doing wrong. We so enjoy when this show mirrors his family. The episode where they go out to dinner as a family was spot on. Uh, yeah, that's an Andy Seconda joint right there. Finally, I know us New Yorkers have different ideas about space, but we live in about 1,300 square feet with a f- four-year-old and a 19-month-old, and I That's know you can make it work. fucking pretty nice amount of space to have in New York, right? Pretty decent. Yeah. Yeah. Well done. She lives in the Bronx. Oh, no. She's probably a Yankees fan. <laughs> um, we also heard from people about why there are no parenting books on audiobook. Oh, okay. Is there any reason? Or well, do Jean, we just, is it just that we're searching the wrong app on our phone? Well, one, a couple of people said you're searching the wrong app. If you actually search in Audible, you will find more. But there aren't that many. And Jean's theory is that parenting guides don't come in audio form because they're kind of boring. And people use them as reference guides rather than oh, read them cover to cover, which doesn't lend itself so well to audio. I see. That does make some sense. Yeah. Have you talked to your... Uh, your book agent about such a thing and like just ask if she has any insight into why that doesn't exist i have not i don't think parenting books are really her thing i know but maybe like down the hall yeah i'll ask she her. has a buddy jane or bill and they do parenting mm-hmm. books and, i'll ask her yeah i just want an answer um danielle wrote in to say that she uses both audible and her library's electronic media app overdrive or libby to listen to books in fact, I purchased Startup a Novel by Dory Shafrir on Audible. Great book, in case there are any listeners who haven't read it yet. Thank you, Danielle. And I requested that my library purchase a copy, which they did. Oh, what a listener. Um, and as for parenting books I have on Audible, I highly recommend any of Janet Lansbury's books. She's one of the leading experts on rye parenting. 
I believe the first one is elevating child care, and then one for more toddler slash preschool age is No Bad Kids. Incidentally, her blog, podcast, and Facebook page are great, too. I've heard that her podcast is great. Who's this? The Rye Lady? Yeah, Janet Lansbury. Oh, yeah. Well, we heard that from... Didn't we hear that from the person that we went to the Rye orientation? She's yes. like, one of our ladies has a podcast, so her class is always full. <laughs> I was like, oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, she teaches at the... Could you imagine if we had a, a a class of sorts? Oh God! How many people would be disappointed <laughs> in our attempts at teaching? Um, all right. She also says, "I also love the postpartum husband" by Karen Kleiman. For pregnancy, I highly recommend "Magical Beginnings: Enchanted Lives" by Deepak Chopra and friends. For later stages of parenting, I recommend a great book called Just the Essence of Raising Life-Ready Kids. I request my library to buy so many audiobooks that I'm periodically on timeout ah. from requesting. So I highly recommend that. There are also several other companies that do audiobooks for free or cheaper than Audible, but I'm not familiar with them. <sighs> well, thank you, Danielle. I love it. Um. All right, so we got, I mean, I'm just going to get into the voicemails because she got, was overwhelmed, guys. We got so many voicemails this and week. And we're going to, like, I think it's a thing, like, we got people that take the time to uh, call in, which takes less time than writing in, somehow we'll get the priority because, quite <laughs> frankly, it just works better on a podcast. They're more fun to listen to, I'm not going to lie. All right, so here we go. Hey, Petey in Atlanta again. I guess I have a lot of thoughts this week, but I'm pausing the podcast around the safe sleep portion of the episode. So we put our daughter in her crib pretty much from night one, and it wasn't necessarily due to safe sleep. It wasn't necessarily due to really anything other than that's just what my mom told me that she did with us, and so we did it. Um, and I think that that's part of the reason why my daughter is such a good sleeper, because she got used to sleeping on her own independently. Um, we live in a one-floor, 1,700-square-foot, like, ranch house, and so... Humble brag. Like, it was easy for us to get up when she slept, et cetera. But we found out, like, very quickly that babies make a ton of noise when they sleep, and it keeps you awake even when, like, they're dead asleep. They're grunting, they're groaning, they're making noise. And if we had tried to put her in a bassinet in our room, none of us would sleep. And, and so I appreciated having her in her own room. Um, that being said, I'm not saying she never napped in a rock and play. Um, in the very, very early days, like, we're talking, like, the first two weeks, like, she would exclusively nap in the rock and play. That wasn't because I needed her to sleep. It was just because it was more convenient. Um, I could see her. Having a rock and play is nice to have a place to put the baby. Um, that isn't like a, um, like a docatot or a boppy lounger. Docatot sounds great. Because you can like put them down. They're not safe for sleep. And our yeah. rock and play had a little toy thing on it that she could like look at. So... And we didn't really use the rock and play for sleep much outside of the first couple weeks of naps, um, but it was mostly just a place to put our daughter where she was happy when we needed to, to do other things. So I do think a rock and play is a good thing to have for a, for a new mom, um, a new parent, because I think it's just a good place to put your kids. But 
it's and, and then people are people who have their kids sleep in rock and plays or, or sleepers or swings. Then you have to transition your kid out of sleeping in a rock and play or a sleeper, and that's a whole other issue. I'm in so many mom boards on Facebook and Reddit where everybody's like, we're having trouble transitioning our daughter out of the rock and play, or our son will only sleep in his swing. And honestly, that to me just sounded like such a hassle. Um, so that's my two cents on that. I think you should get a rock and play for convenience, but not for sleep, definitely not for night sleep. Um, but, yeah, that's just me. You... So, yes, yeah, good luck. Definitely get a rock and play, though. Bye. Okay. Thank you, Katie and Elena. Um, I have so much information that I don't... I mean, there is so much information I don't have about any of these things. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Dockatot just sounded cool to me because it's like, I, I like space dock. <laughs> you know? Like, when the Enterprise goes back for some repairs and stuff. So I was like, I would buy that. Called Doc and Tot. I'd like to put my baby into space, Doc. But all of a sudden, Dory's like, Mm-mm, no, you can't do that. You can't dock your baby. Like, you can't oh. send your baby into space. I it probably sleep like an angel up there. You know, no gravity. And the zero G just floating around the room. <laughs> Ooh, maybe a no gravity sleeper. Well, I think I bet you know this is a very silly conversation to have, but. If we could figure out some sort of anti-gravity field, it'd probably be great to sleep in. Yeah. my That chair that I had from Relax the Back, the only thing that would keep my fucking spinal arthritis from destroying me was uh, one of these chairs that, they're, I think they're called zero-G chairs. They sort of mimic the position the human body takes naturally in zero gravity. Sort of alleviated all the pressure off my spine. What happened to that chair? You hated it. I had to get rid of it. Blue chair? Blue leather chair. Oh, sure. Mm. Yeah, now she remembers. <laughs> yeah. I thought you meant a desk chair. No. Anyway, this is the kind of thing you have to do when you have a wife, guys, and gals. It's, oh, uh, you have to wah, wah, compromise, wah. you know? I don't want that thing that makes your back super comfortable. Okay. We have to instead get another couch. What? Here we go, everyone. Hi. Okay, we're going to take a short break. Before we take that break... What do you think about this song for our baby? I love this song. Baby, baby. <laughs> this was um, number one for the last two weeks of the uh, Star Trek podcast. Because we talk about what was going on in the world the week that it was released. I think that like 89 to 91 such a weird period of music I think that's a real bass I think it's a synth anyway we'll be right back hold up what was that Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. (laughs) That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like you know, the stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, if for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Now we're back. So we got another voicemail about crib sleep, but they had a differing opinion about the rock and play. Okay. Hey, Matt and Dory and Bo. This is Rebecca. Um, I've called a few times before, um, but I had to just pause the pod because there's so many things in this most recent episode that I just had to comment on. <laughs> um, I'm another safe sleep advocate. Um, you do not need a rock and play. We did not have one for our first baby. We actually did get one for our baby. second baby because we go to this... Um, thing once a year that's a week-long thing in a cabin. We didn't have a lot of space, and it was great for that because it helped them sleep in a very noisy environment. Um, It has the built-in sound machine. It doesn't take up a lot of space. It was great. But let me just tell you, I spent the entire time freaking out and looking at the monitor, (laughs) making sure that he wasn't dying in this rocket play. Um, We didn't use it at all after that. he never played in it. I don't even know how you play in it. it the whole thing is 
the whole concept is crazy to me. Um, <laughs> so, rock and another rock. thing is you don't need a bassinet. He, both of my children slept in their bed from the moment they came to our house. We, they didn't sleep in the same room with us. They didn't um, sleep in the bed. We didn't have a co-sleeper. We didn't have a bassinet. It's, they're fine in their bed. They don't know any different. I mean, everything is different from the womb. Um, okay. Sorry. Off my soapbox. Uh, the other mm-hmm. thing I want to say is lullabies. We, you love the Beatles. So do I. Um, I have always, um, used golden slumbers. Oh, and well. Blackbird, uh, for both my babies. My six year old now sings golden slumbers to her baby dolls and it's golden the cutest thing ever. Um, she's also a huge Beatles fan. All right. Y'all have a great week. Bye. Smiles awake, you when you run, sleep pretty now. <laughs> I mean, wouldn't you want to hear the rest of it? I'll go all the way to the end. I'm just saying. What? Golden Slumbers. It's part oh, of the sure. second side of Abbey Road that, you know, just goes song to song to song. Uh... I want to address something because I know people are going to write in about this. Okay. Mm-hmm. Once there was a way. I'm letting you address while you, well, Paul McCartney plays to you. Get back Dory can't talk with a music bed. <laughs> All right. Don't worry about it. I'll pause it. You can, you can go. So I know people are going to write in and say that the American Association of Pediatrics recommends room sharing, ideally for a minimum of six months, but ideally up to a year. But if you choose to have your baby in their own room, your risk of SIDS does not increase. So I just want to make that clear that your risk of SIDS doesn't increase by not having your baby in the room. Okay. Um, so, anyway. <laughs> just want to put that out there. We know about the recommendation. Honey. We're aware of it. Look, I, I'm very happy that you told had me turn off golden slumbers while you are talking about SIDS. Anyway. Anytime. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Here we go. Okay. Do you really not? You can't talk with. I was going to play a voicemail. Oh, I think it's kind of weird to play a voicemail over only to you. Go ahead, honey. Thank you. You're welcome. Hi, Matt and Dory. This is Anna. I've been listening since. I don't think I've ever heard anybody say this on the podcast, but I came to you through Dory's appearance on Call Your Girlfriend when you were on there talking about startups. Cool. Um, I was so excited to hear you had a podcast about IVF because I was just kind of starting out on that process. And as I got caught up and listened, um, I felt really connected because a lot of the things that you were going through were the same experiences and timing that um, my husband and I were going through. So I've been listening for a long time and have really appreciated everything that you do and the connections that you've built. My science baby is almost six months old now, and she is just wonderful, worth every second of the hard times. Um, I wanted to say that I listened to all the hype about the rock and play and I got one and it was going to be what she slept in our tiny little bedroom. 
And um, when the pediatrician came to check us out at the hospital, she looked me dead in the eyes and she said, I hate those things. You cannot have your baby sleep in there. Um, so we were on our way home from the hospital with nowhere for the baby to sleep. Um, so Ugh. miraculously, a neighbor had a bassinet that they didn't need oh. and just randomly offered it to us later that day, and it all worked out. Um, and we did use the pack and play or the rock and play for, you know, bopping around the house and setting her down. And it was great for that, but we, um, did not. And I was so mad at myself because I love science and information and I knew better, but I let all of the Facebook posts and mommy groups <gasps> no. tell me that it was Stop fine, it. even though I knew better and I knew about flat sleep surfaces. So don't be me. Anyway, the real reason that I was calling was in response to the listener who was talking about parenting books. I read a ton of parenting books. It's related to my job, and um, it's also an interest of mine. So even before having my own baby, I uh, do a lot of reading and recommending of parenting books. Interesting. So you are correct that there's a huge uh, problem with them not being available in audio. But one that I want to recommend, even though I don't think it's in audio, is called The Informed Parent. Uh, it's science-based. It kind of goes through popular or maybe contentious issues and gives a lot of just really good, straightforward um, presentation of the facts and what is and isn't facts. So things like vaccinations and safe sleep, um, and it's kind of aimed at the first four years. So I think that one is worth it, even if you can only get it in hard copy. It's really good. Um, and then the other one that we're I gonna go straight into the next voice because it's from and her. Great. That one is available in audio, and it's also an app. It is worth purchasing the app. Hi, this is Anna. Sorry, I was trying really hard not to be long-winded, um, but I have like two hundred. You had a lot of information, of so information to catch you up on. Anyway, exactly. um, the Wonder Week. The app was wonderful, and it was totally worth paying for it. My husband really got into it, and. Um, so we could talk about what was going on, and he was equally informed, and he really got into that one. Um, the nice thing about it is that it includes audio. Like Within the app, you can listen to audio of the book itself, and it has videos that talk about what's going on, so it's really integrated. And there were so many times when... You know, like we thought we had bedtime figuring out, and suddenly our baby was losing our mind and her mind, and we were losing our minds. Like, what have we done? We broke our baby. And you just, when you're in that caretaking mode, your brain just cycles. Like, suddenly everything is your fault. You're doing something wrong. You've broken your baby. And inevitably, every time that would happen, we would open the Wonder Weeks app, and there would be an explanation of what was going on with her behavior. And um, particularly since she was an IVF baby, the timing was really, really accurate because the whole Wonder Weeks concept is that babies' brains develop at the same time and its gestational age is factored in. Mm. So um, then there's these leaps, and during leaps, babies are fussier and they have all these things, and then it tells you what their brains are doing at that time. Fascinating. Um Okay, so that's the Wonder Weeks app and book. Highly recommended. Um, I've babbled enough. Thank you for all you do. Bye. That was not babbling. That was all good. I feel like you would like that app. I would like that app. 
Let's get that up. I'm on board. What is it called? Wonder Wonder Weeks. Weeks. Look, I'll write it on a post-it. Okay, good idea. next to the post-it that told me to fill up your tires. I already did that a long time ago, though. Yeah, you did. The post-it is still here. You can throw it out. It says you. Okay. Um, Remember last week we heard from a medical student who wanted to make it clear that HIV can be transmitted through breast milk? I do remember that. So we actually did get um, a couple of voicemails from Ramekin Queer um, clarifying that, yes, she is aware that HIV can be transmitted through breast milk. You know what? I, I Honestly, knowing Ramekin Queer, I didn't doubt that. But the quality of her voicemails was very poor this week. Oh, Ramekin Queer, why would you do that? So I want you to get to the top of a mountain next to a cell repeater. <laughs> I don't care what you're doing. They were new, hard hard to understand. New parent or not, you get out there and you make a good quality phone call to us. We're just kidding. Um, yeah. But I am going to play this other voicemail from someone else about HIV and breast milk. Mm-hmm. Hi, this is Natalie from Austin again. There's a pause. Oh, I wanted to chime in with the medical students, uh, Laura, the medical student. Thank you so much for calling in and saying HIV can be transmitted through through breast milk. Um, I'm an epidemiologist. I work in public health. I've worked in HIV surveillance and prevention for five years. Um, and, yes, that is absolutely correct. It can be. Um, but with the medications that we have on the market um, and the viral load um, being suppressed, then there's a very good chance that that won't happen. Um, we've, we've done – we've had great strides in preventing mother-to-child transmission of HIV uh, in Texas, at least, for the last 10 years. We've dropped from – about 30 uh, babies born with HIV to one or two a year now um, because of our prevention messaging, because of mandatory testing in the third trimester or mandatory opt-out testing, um, which means you can tell your doctor, I don't want to be tested, but really it's just a blood test and the benefits far outweigh the risks um, of, of, you know, you can get treatment and you can prevent uh, transmission to your baby. So, I uh, definitely recommend it to everybody. I get tested every chance I get, um, even though I'm on, in a monogamous um, long-term relationship with, you know, no no reason to doubt my husband. But I still get tested because why not? Um, and so, yes, uh, please be aware of that. But also please be, you know, just be grateful for our, our, our modern science and our, our medical advances. You know, we have IVF. We have treatment and, and testing that's really, really good for HIV and other transmissible diseases. So trust it. Trust the science. Thanks. Thanks for all you guys do. Have a good day. Uh, if anyone else wants to call in to tell us to trust science, I'm way on board with that. Big I fan. I love an epidemiologist. Facts. Epidemiology is fascinating to me. Anything like public health related is very interesting to me. Here's how much I love facts. I love facts so much that everything I say, I say it like it is a fact. <laughs> that's that, a fact. That is, that's how much I love everything. That is science-based. Uh, um, one of Ramekin Queer's points was just that also like someone who is HIV positive um, is probably not going to be donating breast milk to um, other people. True. Very true. Um, All right. Remember last week? No. You don't remember last week when we did the birth class? Remember the child? That was only last week. That was a week ago. That was a week ago. Oh God. That feels like a month ago. Honestly, does that feel far away to you? No. (laughs) 
right. Um, remember, like, there were a couple guys who kept asking about epidurals. I do remember when there were a couple of guys. Yes, that okay. I remember. So someone had some thoughts about that. Oh, about why that was? Yes. Great. Hello. Katie from Atlanta again, calling with <laughs> another one of my opinions, slash input, slash whatever you want to call it. I'm pausing the podcast right after Matt brought up that the majority of people who asked about epidurals in your childbirth class were the partners of the pregnant women, and I have a hypothesis for this because my husband was also very concerned about epidurals. They feel bad about impregnating you? Mostly, there's two reasons, I think. One, I don't think husbands like to see their wives in any sort of pain, and obviously labor is very, very intense pain, and so they want to know the details about how to keep their wife out of pain. Um, But then also along those lines is they have this, you know, Hollywood version of childbirth where they see the women screaming in agony, and they think that an epidural will take away that screaming in agony. So that's also why they're concerned about epidurals. That is just my hypothesis. Um, I'm pretty allergic to most, like, over-the-counter pain meds like Aleve, ibuprofen, aspirin, all that sort of things. And the first question my husband asked at my, my like, 10-week OB appointment was if I could have an epidural. Thankfully, I could. Very pro-epidural. Um, but even before I had the epidural, I had... I had was having contractions for a day, and then when I actually got my water broken, I checked in the hospital, they gave me Pitocin, which if you have ever had contractions on Pitocin, you know how terrible it is. And it was about an hour after that that I'm like, please just give me the epidural. And the epidural was magical, so definitely keep that in mind. I will say that like having an epidural doesn't make pushing easier or harder. Um, pushing is a lot, a lot of work. Um, so that's kind of, you know, take that with a grain of salt. Uh, they gave you control, at least my hospital did, of the epidural when you're pushing so that you can, like, increase the amount of drugs that are going in. And I was pushing that button a lot and didn't seem to make a difference. But anyway, just wanted to call in with my opinion. Also about Karen being an objectively cute baby, my husband and I have this conversation all the time about whether our daughter is objectively cute or not because we've had random people come up and tell us that we should submit her to modeling agencies. So I'm going to send you guys a picture and let you guys be the judge for yourself because Matt says he's never stopped and seen a really cute baby before. And then if anybody's listening who knows how to get their baby into modeling or whatever, <laughs> you know, let me know. Anyway, as always, love the podcast. Getting so excited at the big What a weird sentence, but an enjoyable sentence nonetheless. <sighs> So let's see that baby. Um, I don't think we got a picture. Of oh the baby. well, then you better send it because I will never tell you whether or not a baby is. I'm very honest about babies. What do you think if their kid loved the B52s? I played the uh, B-52 slot machine last time I was in Vegas. Oh, how'd that go? Uh, it was fun. I like won $75 on a Love Shack bonus and said, all right. 
I, I've stayed in Kate Pearson's um, motel in upstate New York. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It's pretty cool. Uh, Kate Pearson was in the first half hour long episode of Pete and Pete. Oh, cool. She played a blind woman who was in love with Mr. Frosty. <laughs> Pete and Pete was like just, I was too old for Pete and Pete. Pete and Pete, hands down, I think is like just one of the best fucking shows about kids and sort of so good at capturing uh what childhood was like it's like this nicely exaggerated form of childhood uh that same episode uh, michael stipe was also in it oh really yeah um yeah pete and pete was very popular among my uh co-workers at buzzfeed um as it should have been mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i mean come on did but you I go was... with me to the pete and pete thing no who did I go with? Like Emily and Kumail? I don't know. It's like downtown. I was already... And I saw Polaris play. I was already like 16 by the time it premiered. So I was like, I was like too old. Ugh. You know? You missed out. I guess I did. Especially with the theme song. What a 90s theme song. Or have you Mom's metal plate. Or at one point, they uh, the song. I got a cassette of the song that was in a um, in cereal. It was like in a, in a Kellogg cereal. Oh. Uh, hope my kid likes Pete and Pete. Really love Pete and Pete. Anyway. Uh, I think it's time to take another short break. You got it, honey. Here we go. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. We're back. We're back. Um, so... You know what I'm realizing? What? You know how I said to your sister-in-law yesterday that they got Dave Matthews tickets. I remember seeing a confirmation email, but I don't remember if it was like, if the confirmation email was telling me, Uh check your ticket status, or if it was like, you got it. Let me see here. Let me check. All right. While he's doing that. Confirmed. They're good. Oh, thank God. That would have been, that would have been so awkward. So funny. They were so excited when you said they got the tickets. Now they owe me $523. Whoa. <laughs> they won four tickets. Oh, my goodness. Where are they playing? Uh, Hartford. Oh. So I got them some good old reserved seating tickets. Oh. Thanks to the Dave Matthews Band Warehouse, which uh, I have been a member of now for 22 <laughs> years. 
Wow. <laughs> so, you're welcome. <laughs> it's probably older than some of our listeners. Yeah, I bet it is. Good God. <laughs> anyway. Um, all right. Speaking of breast milk. Okay. Hi, this is Annalise from Austin. I recommended the Milky's Milk Saver, and I had to pause the pod uh, when I a week late, of course, in the podcast, um, hearing Beth's email about scooping me on the Milk Saver. And, of course, I started busting out laughing. I, uh, I went on to order it for you, and I saw I was 12 hours late, and <laughs> scooped me. But that's great. I'm glad so many other people are getting uh, great use out of it, too. Um, and so many other people love it as much as I do. Um, I'm sure you will as well, Dory. I also wanted to say um, that I know a lot of people talk about um, having an oversupply as a really bad thing. But in my case, with both of my kids, I have a three-year-old daughter and a two-month-old son, I will say that I actually did it intentionally. I have a little bit of an oversupply, not a huge oversupply, but I can pump um, about an extra five, seven ounces a day um, in addition to nursing um, my son. And then I don't feel um, the anxiety of what if I don't have enough milk for him today or what if I'm dehydrated or um, what about when I go back to work if I'm making less during the day that he's drinking at school. Um, so it's helping, it's really, a, you know, self-serving there where it's helping my anxiety more than, he, he's fine, he's gaining weight like crazy, but um, it, it's a thing that, you know, most people, I don't hear people talk about very often, so that's something you might want to consider. Um, anyway, love the podcast, um, congratulations, and we're so excited to see you. Oh, I also wanted to say that um, one thing that we didn't know about or we didn't really think about um, with our with our son, uh, he has a uh, silent reflux, and it was three weeks of screaming every time he fed. Um, every time I nursed, it, five, ten minutes later, he was screaming his head off, and he wouldn't calm down, and I couldn't get him to calm down, no matter uh, what we did, how we held him. Um, Mylocon and Gripe Water did nothing, um, and so we finally talked to the pediatrician, and got him checked for tongue tie and ear infection and everything else, but it was reflux and got him on baby Zantac and it is a miracle. Um, I, I, you know, I don't say that every baby needs that, but my baby definitely needs that. So um, that's something that you might want to know about and might want to think about if you are in that situation. Um, and good luck. And, um, and we're so excited for you. Oh, and welcome hail. What did she say? Welcome hell. Uh, I was hoping she said welcome to hell. In that, like, <laughs> you're going to have a baby, now welcome to hell. Oh. Maybe she did. Maybe she did say well, welcome to hell. And I misunderstood it. I don't know. I don't know either. <sighs> Someday oh, I'll know. Boy. Someday. <laughs> um. This is Wellsville, my hometown. In a lot of ways, Wellsville is like yeah, most towns in America. The streets are safe. The mail almost arrives on time. And the ice cream Phoebe man York plays just the how to beat the summer Oh, she, she used to live in my but first apartment in But there's one thing about Wellsville you won't find in any other town. And it's something that makes us tremble in fear. It's a phone. A seemingly ordinary payphone that's been ringing for 27 years. Why doesn't someone answer it? 
Everybody has a theory. Hey, you get within five feet of that baby and it's liquid brains. <laughs> Not me, Chief. I heard that when you answer it, you learn the exact day, hour, minute, and second that you die. Even the phone company was afraid to go near it. Okay, uh, we're, we're not. I'm sorry. I'm just saying. Like it was the best show. It was such a good show. Turns out that the uh, phone... hello. This is Julia oh, calling back sorry. again because I have a phone to pick with you, Matt. Oh, go ahead. I think Dory and I are similar height. I'm five seven, and I also have a size nine, which during pregnancy ended up being more like a nine and a half. So giant feet. Are you saying I have big feet too? Sure am. <laughs> I kind of do have big feet. But she admits it. I'm okay with that. They they definitely are hobbit feet because I actually have a Pinterest board called things that I'd like to put on my hobbit feet and it's a shoe board. But anyway, <laughs> love you guys. Take care. Bye. Just wanted to play that one. Very enjoyable. Um, all right. Hey, Matt and Dory. This is Samantha from San Diego. Sorry about my last awkward message, but I wanted to add one more thing that I really wish I knew, so it's unsolicited advice, but I feel like it's really good, um, is to introduce, like, the new recommendation for from allergists is to introduce, like, peanut butter, and my allergist friend actually also told me other, like, nuts, it would work too, but introduce it early at, um, like, four months, like, you can just do, like, a swipe of peanut butter in his mouth. And um, to prevent food allergies and that before that you don't want to expose them like environmentally to peanuts because if you expose them environmentally but not orally um, they can that can actually create like their body will view that as like something to be allergic to so yeah I have a child with a lot of food allergies and um, I mean I don't know if it can really prevent but that's the recommendation, and I think um, it would be great if you could try to avoid that because it's really stressful having a child with allergies. So, yeah. Okay, good luck. Bye. That's why we're going to give him Bamba. Seems to be the solution to everything. B-A-M-B-A. Um, thank you for that, though. I know I know some people who have kids with really bad allergies, and there are some allergists that have successfully... Um, gotten rid of their allergies by like introducing very minute amounts of the allergen to them over a period of time it's very interesting sorry that was me guys i didn't mean to do that Mm. um so photography birth photography has also been a discussion all right let's hear it I wanted to, uh, this is Annalise from Austin again. I wanted to uh, call in and let you know there is a thing called birth photographer, birth photography. Um, my friend has three kids and she's working on a horse and, um, and she's had birth photography for all of them and the pictures are incredible. And um, I've seen many other pictures of birth photography online and every single one of them gets me choked up and like thinking about my own birth experience with my two kids. And it's just, it's so special. Um, it's one thing we get into, and I kind of regret. Um, one, it was, like, the price, and two, um, a little bit of, uh, you know, modesty and laziness on my part to get to find someone to do that. Uh, but we did, We what we did do was um, we found a photographer who does a package 
um, for maternity, for um, uh, the maternity photos, newborn photos within like a week of birth, um, three-month photos, six-month photos, and 12-month photos. And because I had that package with that photographer, I like had more of an incentive to like schedule those pictures. And now I have these professional, adorable Dan Gettys almost looking pictures of my kids. Um, and they're just perfect. And I love this so much. I have them played all over my house. I have, um, you know, they're just, they're memories that I cherish and I totally recommend it. Um, and I'm sure that there are some great ones in LA that you can find. So, um, good luck and, uh, make sure you get pictures at, not only with your phone. The phones are great, but, um, the, you know, photographers who know how to pose babies. Um, oh, and make sure that they're like a certified newborn photographer who like are trained in that because it's very easy to pose them in weird uh, shapes that can, you know, hurt them. But um, if they're trained and, and experienced in newborn photography, then they're they're more likely to be able to to position the baby in a safe way um, and get those those photos. And um, both of my kids, she was able to keep them asleep for like an hour and a half to do all these photos. It was amazing. I was shocked. Um, but it worked out great. So, um, good luck and congratulations. Pose them babies. <laughs> I just don't like the newborn photography where they kind of look dead. Honey. No one does. It's okay. Okay. When does that happen? I don't know. I feel like sometimes they just, I don't know. Move on. Oh, okay. Um, we got a couple of lovely voicemails this week thanking us for the podcast, so I'm just going to play those. Right. Hey, Matt and Dory. This is Aubrey calling from Atlanta. It is actually my due date. Um, so I was calling, I was listening to your podcast, and of course I paused it. First time I've ever done that. First time I've ever called in, but I got all emotional thinking about um, what your podcast and you guys have meant to me as I've gone through, for lack of a better word, I hate this word too, but this journey um, with IVF. And I am about six hours away from my C-section. Oh my God. Um, and I'm driving to Dry Bar because there's really nothing else I can do. I can't eat or drink. Um, and I'm listening to the podcast. So I wanted to just call and thank you guys for all of the support and the advice and frankly, getting me through the last nine months of this pregnancy every Monday listening to the podcast and learning a lot. Um, I also made a playlist and asked my doctor about, you know, I spent a lot of time agonizing over what songs I should put on there, and I chose songs that I've loved throughout, you know, my entire life, and um, I was a little worried about one song I wanted to put on there, because it, you know, it could be kind of interesting, but the doctor said it would be fine. So there is a high likelihood that my daughter will come into this world um, to the song Back That Ass Up by Juvenile. Um, sure. She's not breach, but um, it just makes me laugh and smile so much that I had to include it because, you know what, I'm a single mom. This is my birth. I've never done this before. And if Back That Ass Up comes on uh, when I'm giving birth, then so be it. I also yeah. put a rum shaker on there for the same reason. Um so that's it. Just thank you guys. Um, hope you guys are, I think, nine, ten weeks out. I'll report back on if 
this song played right when she was being born. <laughs> but Please do. Thank you so much for doing this podcast and for being such, you know, a source of truth and honesty and information for all of us. Okay, bye. Thank you, Aubrey. Um, I've seen pictures of Aubrey's baby on Instagram. She's very adorable. Nice. Uh, Aubrey, thank you for bothering to just call in to tell us you appreciate the podcast. Yeah, that was very Very nice. Very nice. Someone else did this week as well, so. Hi there, Matt and Dory. This is Lauren Houston. I am from Tulsa, Oklahoma. My husband and I are in the middle of our first round of IVF. Um, Still at that optimistic place where I'm hoping it is our only round of IVF. We have a retrieval and MESA schedule for the end of the month. Um, we are excited about, you know, the possibility of all of this working, but I just wanted to say that about six months ago when I realized this was going to be our journey, I found your podcast and started from the very first one, powered through, took about a month, and I just absolutely loved being a part of your story just by kind of just getting to follow everything that you guys went through and that has been incredibly helpful um for me in this process so what you do is amazing um i feel way more prepared for what we're going through because um of the way you guys shared so just wanted to call and tell you thank you so much um i always like forward to Monday morning because I get to Aww, get up and thank you. get ready for work and listen to the newest podcast. So you guys are great. Appreciate what you're doing. Um, and I wanted to leave a recommendation for a lullaby song. It is Spiritual Lives, Ladies and Gentlemen, We Are Floating in Space. Oh, that's a good song. Um, definitely one of my favorite songs, my husband, um, a huge fan of the band and I kind of fell in love with them through him and this song I always just loved um, from a kind of a just a sweet place but now with IVF and thinking about a baby I think it takes a little bit of a different tone and I have already added it to the future playlist for our baby so um, take a listen and see if it's something you want to add on yours take care have a great time and congratulations good luck with everything I used to really love spiritualized. Um, not familiar at all. Ladies and gentlemen, we're floating in space. This is of the Bell and Sebastian Zero Sevens. <laughs> get the point i get it it's just it seems great very calming um i know we're running short on time so i'm just gonna play a couple of i, mean, I have to go but you can finish this up on your lullaby own. suggestions hi matt and dory this is kim and i'm calling in with a suggestion for your lullaby um you might want to listen to 
Winter Song by Ingrid Michaelson and Sarah Bareilles. It's really sweet, and there's this little part that's like, bum 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 bum, and it's just a really nice soothing song because my husband uses it as an alarm, and he never wakes up to it. So uh, that might. Well, that seems like it needs a new alarm. (laughs) Thank you for that. Um, There's just I'll just play one more. Hi, Matt, Joy, and Bo. This is Veronica, and I just had to pause the podcast to let you know that walking in Memphis is a great lullaby for your baby. Uh, lullabies don't have to be traditional. My favorite lullabies growing up, my dad used to sing me, was Times Are Changing by Bob Dylan. Mm-hmm. And my mom would sing me... Um, I can't even... I can't think of it. Um, there is a young cowgirl who lives on the range, and I know that it's cowboy, but sweet she baby James, it so that it would uh, she remembers be it. cowgirl for me oh. since I'm a girl. Oh, sweet baby James, yeah. and she would sing it, sweet baby girl. But anyway, I just wanted to let you know. Sorry, I rambled a little bit. She has a lovely voice, you know, Veronica. Any mm-hmm. lullaby song that you pick for your baby, they will love. Um, so great work. Keep it up. Uh, have a good one. Bye. Someone else suggested. Um, choosing a song that you actually like not one of your favorite songs because you're gonna if it becomes the lullaby like you'll be you'll hear it so much sure you know what I like about this song they mention the mass turnpike mm-hmm. they he mentions the mass I think I already put this on the list yeah I did waiting for summer his pastures to change Uh, anything else, honey? That's it? Nope, that's it. All right, big old thank you to our Patreon people who have heard many episodes that are very similar to the one last week. Um, good night, you moonlight angels. Etc., etc. We'll be back next week, everybody. We're trying hey, we to figure have to read out. Patreon uh, names. I'm gonna do that after I do this part. Oh, okay. Um. There we go. I'll just pull that down a little bit. Uh. Thank you, everybody, for writing in and calling in. Very nice to hear from you all. If you have any more suggestions about lullabies, I'm all ears. Uh, send it on over. Four one three four six one baby. I don't mind. Uh, I don't mind playing music. Uh, if you want to hear more of us, you can do so. You can support the podcast and us. It's uh, patreon.com forward slash excellent adventure. You can get up to two podcasts extra a month. If you support us at the $5 level uh, and up, you will get your name read on the podcast each month. Lots of names, lots of time, or something like that. Here we go. Sandy Barry. Alexandra Faye. Uh, Allie, that's Charlie's mom. Allison St. Louis. Amanda Lanceter. Amanda Schram. Andrea. Ann Kay. Anne Appleton Clayton. Anna. Sorry. Um, Ashley Wager. Anonymous. Bertha Crowley. Brandonius Maxentius. Brooke McIntyre. Brian Gusky. Uh, Carolyn. Cassie Joe. Catherine Field. Chadwin. Chelsea Roger. Rosger. Christina. Claire Dealey. Dana Larrick. Danny Cobb. Danielle Nusiforo. Dean Wilson. Deanna McLean. Eliza. Elizabeth. Elliot Anya. Emma Summer. Gita Dury. Greer Watson. Greta. Holly Purpura. Jackie Spagnuolo. Jane Ennis. Jane Kalati. Jeff and Marnie. 
Jennifer Bosch. Jennifer Marr. Jennifer Simon. Jennifer T. Brennan. Jennifer Wang. Jenny Gagas. Jessica DeKemper. Jessica Nicole. Jessica Zimberlin. Joanna Reinwald. Sorry, Zimbelman. Uh, Jordan Hamesley. Joyce Hudson. Kaylee Hendrickson. Kalila. Oh, I like the I like Kalila's radio show. That's Delilah. Oops. Uh... Now I'm clicking on Copper Line by James Taylor. James Taylor, you know, plays an Olsen guitar builder. He's still building. He's uh, close to 70. There's a lefty Olsen available for $12,000. Hmm. But I was like, you know what? I'm not James Taylor. I don't need a lefty Olsen. But I want a lefty Olsen. Dory's very confused by what's happening right now. She's like, he has to, he has to, he's in a rush, and now he's stopping to talk uh-huh. about James Taylor Coverline. Where'd we leave off? Kalila. Kalila. That's why we left off at Kalila. My brain went elsewhere. I figure I'll have Elvis sing Poke Salad Annie to us. Okay. Why don't we keep going? Karen Perelman. Kareen Labrie. Catherine Little. Kathleen Gilchrist. Katie Combs Pritchard. Katie Hobbs. Katie Joyner. Katie McKenzie. Carrie L. Kimberly Miller. Laura Bennett. Lauren Kay. Lauren Schultz. Lindsay McDonough. Lisa in West Virginia. M. Upcher. Madeline Deathlifts. Maggie Scow. Mara Foss. Merid. Maria Bishop. Mary M. Mary Messick. Megan Sherbineau. Melanie Brownback. Melissa. Melissa Garcia. Michelle Chudzinski. Nancy Olson. And Naomi Nixon. Thank you all so very much. We will talk to you next week. Goodbye. Anyway, I used to know a girl lived down there. She'd go out evenings and pick a mess of it, carry it home and cook it for supper. That's about all they had to eat. But they did all right. Down in Louisiana, where the alligators grow so mean, lived a girl that I swear to the world made the alligators look pink. Everybody said it was a shame Cause her mama was working on the chain gang A mean, vicious, straight razor-toting woman